Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome along to the James Carpool. I am your host, James K. Today, we'll drive into topics that are fascinating, interesting, and also surprising. But first, seatbelts. Check. Check mirrors. Check. Let's hit the road. You know when you laugh so much that you can't breathe? Imagine that multiplied by a million and then dying. Yep, it really does happen. Apparently, it is possible to die from laughter. Of course, it's extremely rare, so it will hopefully not stop you from laughing as often and as hard as possible. But keep in mind, your happiness may be the death of you. What is the cartoon character Andy Cap known as in Germany? A. Dick Tingler. Grand at stake here. Pull yourself together. Laughter has many beneficial effects on the body. It increases blood flow, reduces stress hormones, and has an obvious psychological benefit. But it's also an involuntary and violent reaction. And any violent bodily function can have serious negative consequences. I'm sure many of us from time to time have laughed so hard that we struggle to breathe. <laughs> If that kind of uncontrollable laughter lasts for long enough, then theoretically it can deprive the body of enough oxygen to kill you. In one of the earliest known cases, a Greek philosopher is said to have died laughing when he gave his donkey wine and then watched it drunkenly attempt to eat fags. Hmm, sounds like a night out in town. You stupid, ignorant son of a bitch, dumb bastard! Jesus Christ, I've met some dumb bastards in my time, but you outdo them all! In March of 1975 in the UK, 50-year-old bricklayer Alex Mitchell settled in to watch one of his favourite television series, The Goodies, a British comedy that aired on the BBC. Goodies, goody, goody, yum, yum. As actor Bill Oddie exerted himself in a spoof of kung fu films, Mitchell began laughing loudly. He kept laughing and laughing, with his wife Nessie later estimating that he went on like this for 25 minutes or so. It's incredible, Nessie said. The doctor told me the left side of his heart failed. The laughter was just too much for him. The doctor told me it could happen to anyone. The BBC, for its part, was properly polite about Mitchell's fate, said a spokesperson upon learning of the viewer's demise. We are very sorry indeed to learn what happened. In 2012, the BBC reported that Mitchell may have suffered from long QT syndrome. Mitchell's granddaughter, Lisa, was diagnosed with it in 2012. It's probably possible to die from laughter. It doesn't sound like a bad way to go, does it? It's a decently light-hearted happily ever after. <laughs> oh no. Ah, the short tragic life of Clippy. James, 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 James.
Clippy was a virtual assistant that was created by Microsoft in the late 1990s. It was designed to help users navigate Microsoft Office applications by offering tips and suggestions. Clippy's appearance was that of a paperclip with big eyes and a friendly demeanour. I grew up in the early noughties. I remember as kids, the minute we got to the computer labs, we'd change the characters on Clippy. You had the two dogs, Rover and Rocky, the cat Lynx, and the cool-looking wizard, Merlin. Who remembers Clippy tapping on the screen if you didn't write for a while? Used to scare the absolute out of me. However, Clippy's life was short and tragic. Despite being introduced with much fanfare, users quickly grew tired of Clippy's constant interruptions and unhelpful suggestions. Many users found Clippy to be annoying and distracting and soon began to resent its presence. As a result, Microsoft eventually discontinued Clippy in 2007 and it was never seen again. Clippy was always there when you needed him. Top guy, top paperclip. Hashtag bring back the clip. Next, we're stopping off at the K-Station to fill you up with facts. The word dude originated in the 1800s as an insult to men overly concerned with the latest fashion trends. The Eiffel Tower leans slightly toward the shade on sunny days. The metal bit at the end of a pencil that holds the rubber in place is called a ferrule. A group of clowns is sometimes called a giggle. Frederick Bohr invented the Pringles can. When he passed away in 2008, his ashes were buried in one. Frank Sinatra was offered the lead role in Die Hard. Imagine. The FBI investigated the song Louie Louie because people thought the lyrics were dirty. After three months, the FBI abandoned the investigation because it couldn't make out the words. Blood makes up about 8% of your total body weight. China owns all the pandas in the world. They rent them out for about $1 million a year. In The Empire Strikes Back, an extra can be seen running with what appears to be an ice cream maker. The character became legendary among fans and was eventually given a name, Willrow Hood, and a backstory. After Ocas sang Shake It Like a Polaroid Picture, Polaroid released this statement. Shaking or waving can actually damage the image. And finally, female bats give birth while hanging upside down, catching the baby in their wings as it drops. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for them. Before we get into the final story of the first ever carpool, I just want to thank you for listening this far. It means a lot. Please follow wherever you get your podcasts from, Spotify, Apple, etc., etc., and give it a five-star rating. Bluetooth is one of the most useful wireless transmission technologies today. Great for file transfers and connecting portable speakers, headphones, wireless mice and keyboards. But what is Bluetooth? Where did its unique name come from? In a nutshell, it's a short-range wireless communication technology that uses radio waves to transmit information, much like Wi-Fi. The year is 1996, Pokemon is everywhere, Bill Clinton has just won re-election, 
Juventus won the UEFA Champions League, and Nirvana is king of the airwaves. Alongside these cultural events, a cable of tech luminaries were meeting in Lund, Sweden, at an Ericsson plant to develop new short range of wireless technologies. The group included folks from Intel, Nokia, Ericsson and more, according to Jim Cardish, a retired chief power architect at Intel. According to Kardish's account, he and Sven Madison from Ericsson had given a presentation on an earlier business trip to Toronto and headed out on a wintry pub crawl that evening. Being a big history fan, I would trade stories of history with Sven. Now Sven knew lots about radios, but not too much about history. But he had read this book, which at a later date he gave me a copy called Longships by Franz G and would relate the history through this story. Kardish wrote, In this book a couple of Danish warriors travelled the world looking for adventure and the king during this time was Harald Bluetooth. Kardish dug into the quirky name and discovered later that Bluetooth united Denmark and Christianized the Danes. It seemed an ideal codename for a tech that would unify devices via short-range radio transmissions. But codenames are codenames, and product names are typically born. The group ultimately settled on PAN, or Personal Area Network. About a week later, an emergency meeting was called. Kardash continued. The other member companies had performed the trademark, such on the word PAN, and surmised that it would be a poor choice for a trademark. An internet search produced tens of thousands of hits. It turned out that no trademark search was done on the backup name Radio Wire. And the only name we could go to launch with on short notice was Bluetooth. Although Bluetooth was initially only supposed to be a placeholder code name for the tech project, it wound up sticking. Thus, Bluetooth technology and Nordic history will forever be linked.